I meant to do the Indiana Jones theme song, but forgot it. <laughs> anyway, <Hi> everybody, <laughs> welcome to Passion Fruits, a passion project for passionate people. I'm your Joe Gunfruit, Daniel. And I'm your Desert Plum, Adam. Yes. And here we are in the Passion Fruits podcast. That we are, Daniel. Uh, so, Adam, let's dive right into it. Let's X-Wing dive right into it. X-Wing dive? Yep, it's a new move that I've come up with called X-Wing are dive. You part, are you a part of Rogue Squadron? Uh, you know it. I'm actually a part of Rouge Squadron. Rouge? <laughs> we put on makeup before we go out in battle. <laughs> the glamorous Rogue Squadron. <laughs> yeah. um, so, Adam, what do we do on this podcast? What is a podcast? Well, a podcast, Daniel, is... Like the radio on the internet. Before the internet. The internet radio. Uh, Now that that has caught on, everybody's saying that (laughs) because of our podcast. Hashtag trendsetters. Hashtag trending. Can you, can trending be a trending hashtag? Oh man, we may have just (laughs) broken Twitter. Yes. (laughs) Let's try and get that started. (laughs) Um, So what do we do on this podcast, Adam? Uh, Well, Daniel, we do a great many things on this podcast. Yes, we do. We discuss philosophy. We do. We we discuss the meaning of (laughs) life. Yes, we do. (laughs) The meaning of life. I agreed with you so readily. We discuss... Uh, the great book, War and Peace, and just the, how long it takes to, to read it. Or how um, long it would take a room full of monkeys with typewriters to write War and Peace or Shakespeare. Yes, exactly. Which is 3,672,531 years. 525,600 <laughs> minutes. There's a great Simpsons where... Mr. Burns has a room full of monkeys banging on typewriters, and he pulls a sheet out, and he says, It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. <laughs> Stupid monkey. <laughs> um, so there's the Simpsons joke quota met. Thank you. Check it off. Ah, uh, yes. Um, uh, no, on this show, yes. on this podcast, on oh, this gosh, internet radio extravaganza. Yeah, what is our, um, what is our radio station? Uh... KYZ 69420. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Um, no, on this internet radio extravaganza phenomenon, if you will. Yeah. Uh, we talk about what takes someone from being a casual fan of something to becoming a passionate fanatic of that thing. Yes. And a lot of what we do is we talk amongst ourselves between the two of us as well as with guests that yeah. we may have on the show, about really what what took you or what took that person to really becoming super passionate about this subject or a hobby. And we like to discover, uh, kind of, we like to delve into that story. Totally. Of, of, of that. So it's, 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 a, it's a show about people. <laughs> it's a show about, you know, the story of life. Yeah, you're totally right, Adam. Oh, and man, it's we're just like, so deep. When did you... When do you like sit in your house and look around you and realize that you are a shit crazy hoarder for your passion, <laughs> and then the newspapers come falling down <laughs> and you're trapped? Uh, but luckily, Lassie is there and saves you. So, um, so this is part two of our Star Wars series. Yes, it is. And today we are going to talk specifically about the extended universe for Star Wars. Yes. Um, and Adam's passion for the extended universe. Yes. 
So one thing I realized oh um, in the either on the car on the drive home from work today or in the shower, I can't quite remember. Ooh, the shower. Yes. Huh? Sexy. Um was <laughs> we should we should have made this thing a trilogy. And then this episode would have been the Empire Strikes Back version of the trilogy. Oh, which Jesus. means it would have been our best episode ever. <laughs> but now We've already got that with the Queens of the Stone Age episode. That's so true. We just do. imagine yes. Queens of the Stone Age as part of the Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> um, we could, um, we'll have Braxton on for the trilogy. That's right. And it will be the uh, the Yub Yub. <laughs> It'll be the Yub Yub episode. Um, so yes, let's dive into Star Wars and the extended yeah. universe. There we go. Um, we'll do a brief recap sure. of Star Wars. Yes. Um, in case you're hopping around, you know, you like to mix it up and you like to sh- hit shuffle on your little I mean, iPod Nano. You and- know that I love shuffle. As <sighs> does Bono. <laughs> he does? Remember the, the, the iPod commercial? Oh, with, right. With the, yeah, sorry. everyone dancing oh, in the crazy gosh. colors. <laughs> Damn it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Did you ever get the U2 iPod? I don't think so. Oh, man. Too I bad. had the OG. No, I didn't even have the OG. Mm. I had the... The iPod, uh, it's still sitting in my car. Nice. Like yeah. the iPod video or something? Yes, I think it was the iPod video. Nice. Yeah. Coolio. Um, so, Blast from the Past. <laughs> Speaking of blasters, Star Wars. <laughs> no one knows what to call those things. Blasters, <laughs> pew pew things, Rudy Tooty Point and Shooties. <laughs> um, yes, so Star Wars is... And we talked about it last episode. Yes, we did. Star Wars is a worldwide phenom that has taken over the galaxy, basically, with movies, toys, books, TV shows, video games, everything. Yes. And last episode, we talked about the roving band of misfits, Luke Skywalker and his best friends, Chewie. Uh, Chibi Chibi Chewbacca Town. Um, oh, I forgot to ask you. What? Maybe we could talk about it today. But have you ever seen the Star Wars Holiday Special? Maybe. Mm, everybody's coked out. Uh, it's amazing. Maybe we could talk about that. But um, we sure. can. Uh, so Luke Skywalker and um, Chewbacca's grandpa and Chewbacca's dad go and fight Darth Vader and the Emperor. Um, but the Emperor, God, he's just a little scamp and just runs away. I've, I've lost you right now. What's going on? <laughs> Are you recapping all of Star Wars? Yes. Okay, so <clears throat> episode one, The Phantom Menace. We open to a <laughs> star-filled galaxy. Space stations <gasps> ahead. Um <laughs> Vaguely racist aliens <laughs> are in the space station when Liam Neeson says, I have a particular set. Oh, wait, hold on. What's his accent? Oh, I have a particular set of skills. I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you, but good. And Ewan McGregor's like, Hey, there's a disturbance in the force. I'm Alec Guinness. <laughs> Um, and scene episode one done. Wow! <laughs> oh, wait, no, no, Anakin's, you forgot. You oh. forgot. Our perfectly Our placard is perfectly legal. Uh, we were promised mercy. Um, then episode two, Attack of the Clones. Uh, it turns out that the Republic whew, making its own army. Obi Wan, well done, Republic. Obi Wan now donning the title of Jedi Master goes to fight Jango Fett. 
End of movie. <laughs> Episode three. Django Fett, what a wily bastard he is. But he got his head cut off in episode two. It just wasn't shown. Uh, episode three, this newcomer that we hadn't met before, Anakin Skywalker, uh, turns to the dark side and kills um, Samuel Jackson. In the movie. <laughs> in the movie. Uh, episode three, done. Uh, episode four, we've learned a lot in the text crawl at the very beginning. Uh, turns out that Luke Skywalker is Anakin Skywalker's son. So we find that out in episode four, that Darth <laughs> Vader is Luke's dad. Episode five, nothing really happens. It rains a bunch. There's a cloud city. Um, it rains a bunch? <laughs> uh, maybe I'm thinking of episode two. <laughs> uh, episode five, uh, there's a cloud oh, city, no. and um, Billy D. Williams sells us Colt 45. End of movie. Episode six. Uh, all we need to say is Ewoks and Yub Yub. <laughs> episode six. End of movie. Uh, episode eight. No shit. Episode seven. seven. Um, it's been probably like 500 years. Han Solo. Oh, there was a guy, Han Solo. He's still alive. He's 540 years old. Um, he is this wizened old smuggler and he and, uh, chibi, chibi, Chewbacca town, um, are roving the galaxy. End of movie. Um, <laughs> episode eight, the last one to come out. Oh, there are some side movies, uh, rogue, um, rogue squadron and they all go to the beach. <laughs> they all go to the beach and, uh, solo a star Wars story. Um, that's about the uh, rock climber guy who free solos El Capitan. Uh, episode and then eight. when he gets to the top of El Capitan, he goes, now this is pod racing. <laughs> and then we figure out who fired first, finally. Um, episode eight, uh, they run out of fuel rods and they use the last of the fuel rods to jump into hyperspace and destroy a Imperial destroyer. End of episode eight. Episode nine, uh, turns out Ray and Kylo Ren are related. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, turns out they're Skywalkers all together. They're, um, yeah, they're best friends now. And they grab Chewbacca and they just head out into the twin sunset. Thank you. <laughs> end of series. Okay. Well done, Thank Daniel. you, everybody, for listening. Uh, this was the end of season one for Passion <laughs> Force Podcast. <laughs> no, all right. So there's Star Wars for you. Uh, it's a fantastic space opera that covers the Skywalker family. Um, but after... Technically, oh, uh, George Lucas always said it was a story about the droids. About right. R- about well, R2 that's true. to C-3PO. Very true. Yeah, because they're in near every damn movie except for the chap uh, side stories yeah um okay so i am c through be a human cyborg relations i know 12 languages <laughs> <laughs> uh that's just me bragging i know you got <laughs> you got me at the discount <laughs> um yes so star wars comes out in 1977 episode four um comes out in 1977, and it—Adam, it, you are much more passionate about the extended universe than I am. Yes. I enjoy Star Wars a lot, and we can get into what aspects of the extended universe that I really like. But tell me, did the extended universe kind of, like, pop up almost immediately? Or, 
let's talk. Let's delve into the extended universe. I, if I would have to go back. I would have to go back and see like when some of the books were published. But I'm pretty sure, like at the very latest, by oh, probably the late '80s, there is fan fiction being written about Star right. Wars already. Which and, and and fan fiction. I mean, like sanctioned fan fiction as 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 far as like full novels coming out and stuff being written to expand the universe. And then um, I think Star Wars, once again, I'd, I'd have to go back and check, but I'm pretty sure like shorter comic strips were coming out already to gotcha. kind of fill in the gaps. Um, I know that there were all, there were stories about the Jedi that predated the, the, the original trilogy by, you know, thousands and thousands of years. Gotcha. Um, I, and I remember that because I remember renting out a comic book from the James Madison university library. Oh, wow. Um, about star Wars and set in the star Wars universe. Once again, thousands of years before the events of the original trilogy. And that was in the late nineties and it was already like a pretty old comic book. Gotcha. So I'm, and once again, uh, listeners, we are not experts, No, but I'd say with anything with such as anything that, spurred additional kind of creative media mm-hmm. from any big series during around that time yeah. i would imagine that it started pretty soon after Got it. Uh, the movies came out yeah so the extended universe of star wars is the star wars films are the vision of george lucas yes and the extended universe is different but i guess i i would assume it kind of started with authors writing different stories and books yeah. that um, were sanctioned ultimately by Lucasfilms and George Lucas himself yeah. that expanded the entire universe and almost fleshed out Star Wars more than the trilogies ever really did. Yes. I mean, it goes into the Old Republic and Jedi fighting styles mm-hmm. and, you know, they have different book series that come out or that are supposed to be set after the events of Return of the Jedi and like seeing Luke become yep. this powerful Jedi master who um, trains Kylo Ren and his sister, Ray. Oh, boy. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, no, I, I think you're – not think. I know you're correct. And I think it's it's a little bit different because – I don't believe that George Lucas ever gave any direction to these authors. Interesting. I think it's people that I think he like kind of blessed it, and it, as long as it wasn't like Luke going on a homicidal rampage, right. You know, the day after they blew up the Death Star, right? The second Death Star, I think it was fine. Um, but I think that's part of George Lucas's genius is that he he definitely authorized them. Gotcha. And gave different authors or you know artists kind of creative liberties to expand the universe um, without necessarily following some sort of formula, right? Um, because he knew that just it would spread his brand, yeah, and I mean, totally made him tons and tons of money. Yeah, I th- I think you're right. I think that author, I you know, books and comic co- books and comic books probably came out first, and yeah. then came you know all the all the different parodies, and yeah, parodies and stuff. But think think about it, like Spaceballs didn't come out that much later than. The last movie. No, it was like 85, 86 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and actually, that's interesting that you bring up kind of George Lucas's direction 
Um, in doing a little bit of research in what I would like to talk about when we get into the extended universe, some of the video games, I was researching Co- uh, Knights of the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic 2, also known as KOTOR and Cor- KOTOR 2. Um, their direction for the games were basically like you could either choose to set your game 4,000 years before the events of Episode 4 mm-hmm. or in between like episode four and episode five or something like that in between like either the prequel trilogy or the original trilogy or some of the other movies. And they chose to go back to, you know, the old Republic, obviously. Um, I think kind of as, as a good broad definition of the, of the extended universe for star Wars is it's any of the events and characters and that took place before, during or after the original trilogy. Right. And, people have taken liberties on that all across the board. Once again, video games being one of them. Yeah. Um, different, different book series being one of them. And we can get into the, the, I'd say the controversy about how the latest film trilogy has taken the direction of what people have more or less assumed would be the direction of the Star Wars universe right. post Return of the Jedi. Yeah, totally. Let's get into kind of passion well that was kind of a good passion fruitspedia section do you want to talk any more about passion fruitspedia or no i think that's good i think the the impact of this is that the star wars franchise the total value of it's estimated at 65 billion dollars just like us exactly but actually I mean, we're 69 billion uh, <laughs> um no yeah i think that's good let's let's hop into coco corner okay um let's uh we started with me last time oh god you want to start with you this time daniel um no let's start with you no 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 daniel i insist <laughs> okay i can we can start with me um <laughs> mine will be brief but fascinating oh yeah as all your coco corners <laughs> well are. yeah of course <laughs> except for half of them um so i'll be honest Adam and dear listeners, I may be like a fan of the extended universe more than I realize, mostly because of the stuff that I consumed when I was younger or even now, but I never like, after watching Star Wars, I never was like, oh, I need to go read this book. I need to go learn more about what happened after Return of the Jedi. So... Real quick, yes. are you like that with anything else from like a, like oh. let's say like Marvel comics? Yes. So if you read something about, you know, a tertiary character in a Marvel comic, do you immediately go like, oh, what the heck is that? I need to go find out. Like, is that part of your personality? Hmm. Are you an innately curious person? <laughs> um, I'm curious like a cat and that's why they call me Whiskers. But... <laughs> Um, let me think. I just stumped Daniel. <laughs> Nicely done, Adam. <laughs> we'll, I just high fived myself. We'll cut out all of the silence. <laughs> so it sounds like you're doing that like two seconds after I said, "Let me think." Yes, <laughs> you you congratulate yourself. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't really think so. Okay. Um, I like learning more. And when we do our Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, series, I will kind of delve into deeper into what I really find interesting about stuff like that. Okay. But what I, hmm, I'm trying to figure out how to start with this. So no, I don't really get into the extended universe. The most I get into with 
Star Wars Extended Universe is the video games. Okay. That's really where I guess I was a fan of the Extended Universe because I got to, and I, you know, some of it isn't even really the Extended Universe because um, some of the video games I was playing were based on the movies. Um, so I'll start with um, when episode one came out, that was, of course, when the big Star Wars machine, the merchandising machine, kind of geared up again. <laughs> Engage. <laughs> um, and, of course... Ages six to six to 14? Yes, I think here so. Here we go. Um, so episode one came out, and, of course, it had that amazing, amazing, flawless, flawlessly edited, flawlessly acted pod racing scene i love the pod racing scene i know <laughs> and it's a great scene um, <laughs> Jesus, here it goes <laughs> now this Sibuba. is podcasting <laughs> um so when that came out there was a great game uh star wars episode one i kept calling it star wars episode one pod racer but it is star wars episode one Racer, which is weird. Why would it be called Pod Racer? I don't know. I was a racist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that came out for N64, and that was a game that me and my brothers played a bunch. Um, Yeah, I know one time when you came over to my house when we were in college and we still had our N64, you played that. I had to like physically drag you out of the house away from the TV. <laughs> like, so. no, no, <laughs> just one more race. <laughs> um, and I must beat the old man tell. Oh, no. Jesus. Here we go. See, I don't even remember the track names. That's how good of a fan I am. It's a new lap record. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyone? No? <laughs> Dear God. Uh, just what getting have we started, our, Daniel. What have we gotten ourselves into? Once again, this is the second installment of our four hour per four hour episode. <laughs> yes. Um, so the a couple other N64 games came out of uh, Star Wars games that I enjoyed, like um, Rogue Squadron, of uh, course. Did you ever play uh, Shadow of the Empire? I think so. Maybe the, we may have rented it. It's the it's the or, first it's the first person shooter. Um, or like third person shooter with Dash Rendar yeah. and set around the time of the second movie. I may have played it at a friend's house or something. Um, but of course, as we've talked about in like the Halo episode, when I really started discovering my video game identity was when in like 2001, 2002, when Halo came out and I had the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. And that was really when I found like, oh, I really enjoy video games and I enjoy them more than just a let's do the let's play on the weekend with my younger brothers or my younger brother and um, just hang out. It's like there were stories there that you could learn about um, different things and there were magical, mystical places that you could escape to. Because you had to escape from your own life. Because it wasn't fulfilling. <laughs> yeah, take that. This podcast took a dark turn. Yeah, Adam is, he's Darth uh, Reven. Darth Jar Jar. Darth Reven. <laughs> um, so around that time, the prequels were starting to end, you know, 2002 
was when episode two came out, and then 2005 was when episode three came out. And I remember playing the episode three video game and really enjoying that. But what really grabbed me was the Star Wars Battlefront two video game. Yeah. Which was a video game where you were a Republic commando or a stormtrooper or droid or a Republic or a rebellion soldier. And you just fought large battles. It was like one of the first large, well, excuse me, one of the first large battle games that I played. I don't know if there were any before that. I'm sure there were. Do you know if it's of any relation to um, the same developers that did, like DICE that did Battlefield? Because the Battlefield series came out, started coming out around then as well. So this was made by Pandemic Games, I think. And then Battlefront 2 that came out in 2004 um, has been rebooted uh, for modern consoles and has been made by DICE, who make Battlefront. Um, That's right. Because EA now owns all of the rights to Star Wars video games. And everything. And everything. And um, EA is... Dice is under EA. So, but this was actually, this was like the late 90s and mid 2000s were like the golden age of Star Wars video gaming. Because Star Wars Battlefront 2 was this awesome game where you're playing large team battles. You could, there was a great campaign um, where you played uh, as a commando in, in like the 501st battalion or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, and it was just like such a fun game to play. Me and my friend Steve would play it like Friday nights when we were hanging out with other friends and we would like take over the galaxy. It was a game that you could always turn on and hop into without um, trying to like tweak anything or do anything. You could just get into it. Similar to the way like Halo is yeah, basically. Totally. Like just, you know, especially if it's ubiquitous enough where everyone knows how to play it exactly um but you could play as like jedi in one level um so you could play as like the emperor like choking yoda or choking um other people you know i really just went for the emperor because he was slow and powerful (laughs) um (laughs) that's the kind of people i like Uh. um so that was probably one of my that is one of my most favorite star wars games um and i guess it's part of the extended universe because they made up the campaign for it it's not based on any of the movies or anything there are some elements of the movies but i mean like the 501st is referenced in a couple books but i know that's probably why that made it popular is because the 501st is like like you said is this like legendary elite unit that you get to play a part of right um yeah it's definitely the extended universe yeah and i didn't really know that um, playing it because I wasn't like you. Lame. I know. I'm so sorry. I mean, they explained that a little bit in the game, but um, but what the games that I really also really love are the Star Wars RPGs, uh, Kotor, Knights of the Old Republic, and Knights of the Old Republic Two, and these were the ones that we talked about earlier, where they're role playing games set four thousand years before the formation of the Galactic Empire, so before um episode four comes out and it follows your character as he tries to stop the Sith from taking over and destroying the Jedi. That's like the top level of. That's such a deeper story than some of the movies that you just described too. 
Man. <laughs> and then that's Chewbacca it, shows up. <laughs> End he's of game. A, he's a Jedi. <laughs> End of game. Um, but so, st- um, so what, what was it about the games, like the RPGs, that you re- that really drew them, drew you to them at least? Um, I remember playing them, and really, it was like one of the first games that I had played, and maybe there were others, but it was one of the first games that I had played where I really felt like I was creating my own Jedi. Yeah. And like KOTOR 2 especially, I was just like, just trying to move as quickly as I could to get to the point where I could get kyber crystals and create my lightsaber and take down the evil guys. Um, But it was kind of one of the first really story-heavy RPGs that I played that really captured my interest, Uh both KOTOR and KOTOR 2. Um, And so KOTOR is made by BioWare, who Mm -hmm. made the Mass Effect trilogy, Yep, which is one of my favorite video game franchises ever. Really? Yeah, I I love those games. Oh my gosh, they're so good. Have you played them? I have not. Oh, they're so good. But it's like... I heard they're scary. um, If you're a little baby... (laughs) Okay. Which you well, are. they're scary then. <laughs> <laughs> but so BioWare created Kotor, and then when Lucas um, Lucas Arts approached them to make Kotor two, BioWare was like, "Actually, we're working on this thing called Mass Effect. Um, why don't you give the chance to Obsidian, who they had worked with, Bioware and Obsidian had worked with before. Uh, okay. And Obsidian created my favorite Fallout game, Fallout New Vegas, and they just came out with a new game called The Outer Worlds, which is on Game Pass, Adam. You should play it. <laughs> um, Daniel just did a creepy eyebrow thing at me. Uh, I might not go to bed tonight. This might be a hint to what my recommendation will be. <laughs> but so Obsidian and Bioware created these amazing games that then when I, when they released other games like Mass Effect and Fallout New Vegas, I was like, oh shit, this is like the people who did KOTOR 1 or KOTOR 2. I was like, I'm definitely going to play that. Yeah. So I'm not sure if I'm giving a really good description of why I like these Star Wars games so much, but <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> they were just like really fun and very story driven Star Wars games that I don't know. It was almost like if I were to try and get into some of the books or get into other parts of the expanded universe, there's like kind of like how you talk about the Marvel cinematic universe or the Marvel universe. There's so much stuff. Right. But with KOTOR and KOTOR 2 and Star Wars Battlefront 2, there's like, they're so self-contained that I don't have to know all this other shit about Star Wars to get it and have fun. I I think that's an interesting thing about at least the KOTOR series because that's what everyone says. They are phenomenal games on their own. Totally. And it's a completely standalone story. Like, you technically don't need to know a thing about Star Wars no, not to at play all. KOTOR. Yeah, I mean, you should know who the Jedi and the Sith are, but, you know, it's 4,000 years before anything is set in the trilogies. So it's like they the companies, Bioware and Obsidian, could write these amazing stories without having to um, think about, well, would the Emperor, like, would Darth Vader, like, what would he do if, like, he heard about this? Like, would he go after that? Like, would Luke Skywalker really do that? Like, 
your character could be anybody and you could be a light side or dark side Jedi, Sith, um, and fuck shit up. And I think the cool thing, too, about KOTOR... So, I've never played KOTOR 2, just KOTOR oh. 1. Oh, damn, dude. There, it was a weird thing where I couldn't get... Like, KOTOR 2 had some weird compatibility issues mm. with Windows. Yeah. And whatever... It didn't matter whatever version of Windows I was on, I couldn't get KOTOR 2 to work. So, that was one of the big issues with KOTOR 2 is that... And it's crazy to think about now. Like, Obsidian had maybe... 13 or 14 months to create really? a huge RPG like KOTOR 2. And that's kind of Obsidian's reputation almost is that they're given a short time frame where they create amazing games like KOTOR 2 and Fallout New Vegas, but they're released with tons of bugs. Uh, KOTOR 2 famously has a very abrupt ending that if you get the get it on PC now, there are mods that restore the ending and fix 500 bugs. So yeah, I'm not surprised that you haven't played or haven't been able to play KOTOR 2 because I think that's a common problem. And how annoyed do you think people are going to be by us saying KOTOR 2? Because <laughs> I'm getting pretty sick of it. Anyways, um, we can move on. But I'd say video games are definitely a big part of the extended universe. Totally. It's something that I'll talk to a little bit here and here and a little bit later on. Yeah. But I'd say like the original Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Like it took you to worlds that you'd heard about but had never visited or seen totally. before. It's like Kashyyyk, which is the mm-hmm. Wookiee home world, of or uh, Dantooine, yeah. which is... Dantooine. Yeah. They're on Dantooine. <laughs> <laughs> Burn by fire the laser. <laughs> Boom. That's the Death Star shooting. (laughs) (laughs) Like I fought in the wind. (laughs) That tweet's too remote. Too remote to to, to (laughs) too remote a target to explode, Princess Leia. What? Oh, Alderaan will do. That's what Um, I say all the time. Alderaan will do. (laughs) uh, um, But I think that that's and you're absolutely right. That's it's a good point you brought up about. Not to the old public, is it let you become your own, let you become your own Jedi? Yeah, and that's when I think about that now. That's what I re- what I really liked about yeah. it is you know I could create my own lightsaber, I could make it whatever color I wanted. Yeah, I could you know learn different force powers, and it it, it plays you through the greatest kind of what if totally because all all of us, or I'd say a good majority of us, wanted to become a Jedi. Oh, when totally. we were little, and yeah. we went, you know, that's what we played make believe, and this actually let you become a Jedi. Yeah. So, anyways, um, so cool. have you played? You so you've just played Kotor, correct? Okay, got it. Um, can I talk about one more video game? Sure. All right, and then we'll get into because I really want to know. I want to know more about the extended universe from you. Adam. Coo, 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 coo. Um, so we talked about it a couple episodes back. The Mount and Blade Warband mod, yes. the Star Wars mod. That is probably the best, besides KOTOR and KOTOR 2, that is probably the best Star Wars game, even though it's a mod for another game. I mean, they're like uh, Homeworld 2 had a Star Wars mm-hmm. mod yeah. that apparently was phenomenal. So, yeah. anyway, so anyway, go ahead. Um, but it's just like, again, you get to pick and choose. Like, you can be a droid um, 
Jedi. You could be a Gamorrean Jedi. It's just like this game. This again, I've mentioned it before, but like this janky RPG. Graphics are bad uh, at certain points. If you have a double blade, double bladed lightsaber, you'll hold it above your head with both blades. Um, <laughs> but it's this RPG where you can become literally anything. I mean, you could be a Nerf herder and herd Nerfs around. <laughs> or be like a spice trader um, and work with Jabba the Hutt. Um, you scruffy looking nerf herder. <laughs> hey, who's a nerf herder? <laughs> Me in my game. <laughs> um, so yeah, play that game, Adam. God damn it. I will try. Okay. Do you no, want to? No, hold on. Do or do not. There is no try. Oh, boy. Don't <sighs> draw it. <laughs> it's over, Anakin. <laughs> I have the high ground. That's uh, the emperor saying that. <laughs> To Obi Wan. <laughs> uh, All right, Adam. Um, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. To take a shit. Oh yes. yeah. Uh, take a big old dump. We almost got through an we'll episode. We'll get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Adam has to take a little shit. Um, so let's take a little break, and uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> We're back. Everybody. We are. Um, so thank you for letting me talk, Adam, about Star Wars video games. I think I will give myself hmm, an A+, because I did a fucking amazing job. That you did. Thanks. Well done, Daniel. Um, so you, you got the last 500,000 listeners on the planet Earth, because we already had like 6.5 billion. Right. <laughs> I think your math is off, but... <laughs> 500 million listeners? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Thank you for correcting yourself. Oh, well. Because that's what we do here. We say nothing incorrect, and if we ever did, we would correct ourselves. Um, so, yes, Adam, let's have you talk for a long time about your yeah. passion for the extended universe and really how – because I really want to know how it happened. Like, sure. Uh, yeah. Start from when you were born. All right. So when I was little, when I was born, I was swaddled and I was, when I was little, I was like, I'm a fucking Jedi. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Those are your first words. My first words. (laughs) I'm a fucking Jedi. Yeah. It may be because I, my parents forced me to watch, uh, you know, return of the Jedi over and over and over and over again when I was like six months old, but that's okay. And your first words weren't yub yub. (laughs) 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 <laughs> too bad uh anyways so the the dramatic life story of adam tf harris is one that was really highly influenced by star wars got it um i i think it definitely was one of the more culturally significant influences on my relation with pop culture and what I felt about the entertainment industry and video games and everything. And really for a good chunk of time, star Wars enveloped my life. And I think it gets back to the question I asked earlier Uh um, about being curious about this world. Yes. And that's a lot of what I attribute to me being so interested in is because star Wars is, is an inherently technical story uh-huh. like how you make a lightsaber how you get ships to fly in space how laser how you know how turbo lasers work right um and see i didn't really get into that because i was a smart kid <laughs> and i already knew all that stuff so i was like lightsabers it's just a beam of light going into a kyber crystal oh uh, yeah sorry <laughs> well what's the energy source from that for that beam of light how a can fuel the, rod how can the how can the beam of light stop 
and how can that how can that powerful oh, la- beam of light slash laser be be condensed oh, and no. and focused enough so that it doesn't pierce you know eight hundred <laughs> meters out eight hundred meters answer <laughs> that we get into the imperial system uh, we are oh, in the, the imperial Empire. system <laughs> Jesus Adam hashtag <laughs> Empire did nothing wrong Adam was always a Sith and Kotor and Kotor <laughs> too. Um, <laughs> no, I'm a goody two shoes. I can never be doing yeah. bad stuff in good. <laughs> uh, anyways, so I was always inherently curious about how this stuff was made, and I remember one of like when I was really young, I was constantly trying to figure out how to make a speeder bike because I thought that was right. really freaking cool. <laughs> um, and I was like, I'm gonna get these like box fans, and it's gonna make like a hovercraft, <laughs> and I'm gonna like put a bicycle on top of them. And my parents were like, Yeah, you do that, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, you burn down the house. <laughs> similar thing with like lights. I distinctly remember getting like cardboard tubes, uh-huh. like getting like uh, those little crystal marbles and stuff and trying to like put a battery through them. I don't know what I was going to do with it, but you know. you're going to chop off your own limb. Yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're the try, you know, it's adorable. Um, um, what color were your lightsabers when you made those? Oh man. So some of them were teal. Some of them were green. Okay. I had, I never really went for the pure blue. Got Definitely it. not the red. Of course not. Whew. <laughs> that wasn't until much later when you became very cynical yes. and jaded that you were like the empire was right. <laughs> um, but I know that I, I, I first got started by getting um, picture books, um, okay. like those exploded diagram totally. books of like, all right, here's the ultimate guide to Star Wars ships, and here's the ultimate guide to Star Wars weapons or Star Wars worlds. And I think like we discussed in the last episode, I was always fascinated by the making of the movie. Gotcha. So you go back and watch these documentaries and they have like these little models all over the place. Yeah. Flying. I'm like, that's really freaking cool. That's how they do it. That's how they make the real life speeder bikes. (laughs) (laughs) Movie magic. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But that's what I think that curiosity and that desire to be, to go like, Oh, it's a starter story, but what is a starter story and why does that one look different from that one? So that explodes there to, to learning about different classes of spaceships. Gotcha. And like how many turbo laser batteries can fit on a fit in a starter story? And huh. did you know that an Imperial start class starter story can fit six squadrons of TIE fighters in it? Um, what is a turbo laser battery? A turbo laser battery is, is a that hy- fuel no. for a spaceship? <laughs> no, a battery. That's just regular speak, Daniel. A battery is a is it just an emplacement of of turbo laser guns, usually synced together to fire in mass. Oh. <laughs> Not like Shit. a battery, like 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 a cannon hey, man, battery. We're in Star Wars land. That's Anything true. Anything could happen. Star Wars land, <laughs> aka a galaxy far, far away. Um, yeah. So that was. A, did you draw your own exploded diagrams? I honestly, I did. I, I tried to draw. Uh, I I like I liked to draw big space battles. Gotcha. So I would like draw star destroyers fighting against. Republic ship, New Republic ships and Rebellion ships. And, and the Imperial stuff. ships always winning because that's what you're all about. Maybe. Um, you got to admit, the Imperial technology is pretty cool. <laughs> Adam just gave a weird yeah. look. Uh, do your parents still have all those drawings? Uh, I don't think so. I oh, hope not. Man. Do you hope not? <laughs> Damn it. You need to get on, your, uh, get on your parents to bring these to us. That's true. Sorry, go ahead. Um, so that... All, all that kind of 
interactive stuff. So Star Wars Legos and Star Wars books and just drawing about them. That's what really got me started. And then I started reading chapter books. um, Like the Bible. Yes. And uh, the Quran. (laughs) Uh, You're a very learned man, Adam. (laughs) Um, But I remember in like, Fifth, fifth and sixth grade, I was starting to read like chapter books, and that's when I got into like the X Wing series of books. And basically, what the books did, like the no- the novels that were written about them, they really opened the um, kind of my world as far as what I perceived as to be the Star Wars world. Gotcha. And that beget more curiosity about all the different stuff that was being spoken about in the books. Got it. So it was a, it was a, a, a domino effect of, all right, I read this book. I re- learn, read about this new ship. Okay, well, what does this ship do? So go and read another book about the ships and planets and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, so you had me, you gave me the first book in the Red Squadron. X-Wing. X-Wing. Yes. I'm good at this. You gave me the first book in the X-Wing Squadron series of novels um, to try and give me an idea, to try and help me figure out why you enjoy these books so much. And I'll be honest, I had trouble getting through the first 50 pages. Yes, you mentioned that. Yes. So tell, talk more about these books and which series are your favorite and kind of help me understand so, your magical brain. I really appreciate all of them. Although I do go back to the X-Wing series and the Thrawn trilogy pretty consistently. So Oh wait, I did read the Thrawn. I read the first Thrawn trilogy book. You I have stolen your copies of those books. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just like uh, a true Sith. <laughs> stealing oh <no>. books. <laughs> uh, um, if there's no uh, record of a planet, then somebody deleted it. Adam. Oh, <laughs> if there was no ever no, if Ma- there was Master- never a record of your books, and then I stole them. <laughs> Master Obi Wan has lost a planet. How embarrassing! <laughs> <laughs> Strong is the deletion of records. Strong is the dark side. <laughs> Slap my ass, won't you? <laughs> okay, we're getting off track here. Um, so I, oh boy, continue. So the majority of the Star Wars novels, yes. like the expanded universe novels, came after the battle of of uh, after the original tr- trilogy, yes, after, after the, the after the Death Star, after the Battle of Endor, you know. Yes. Which Endor, the moon of Endor is also called Endor <laughs> and the planet is Endor. So, oh, um, but, and I think a lot of that is because they knew that there was a prequel trilogy coming gotcha. um, to, to a certain extent, like right. that it, if you started out with episodes four, five and six, clearly at some point they were going to make episodes one, two and three. And I think George Lucas had mentioned that how he almost wanted to he wanted to make the prequel trilogy not maybe not first but he mentioned you know when in the 80s when the movies were done that he wanted to do the prequel trilogy but felt like technology wasn't there yet yeah so he had to wait a longish time just like james cameron and avatar oh boy yes (laughs) both visionary filmmakers aka pocahontas (laughs) avatar terminator (laughs) But I think that's what 
caused this explosion in the number of books in the post Battle of Endor universe is because I don't know if people were plan had planned on actually having you know canon films uh, come after uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, uh, and so it gave all these authors kind of carte blanche to create this universe however much they wanted. And pe- and you know the X Wing series is ten books long. Yeah, uh, nine books long technically. Um, maybe 10 if you include anyways um, I don't know what Adam just said but he I was muttering to myself he muttered like it was very important that maybe he had an opinion that was unpopular but (laughs) other people would be mad at him so no there is he won't say it again there was a book called there is a book called I Jedi that featured oh I Robot (sighs) with Will Smith (laughs) and also the Isaac Asimov book but (laughs) go ahead um I, Claudius. Still going there? <laughs> I'll give me more time. I can certainly think of more I books. The, uh, but that's what really... Wait, uh, hold on. What was the I Jedi thing? So, so uh, Oh, now you want to hear about it, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I, I see. Uh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> um, Come on. This is what this podcast has I been. I know. Us interrupting each other <laughs> and ultimately finishing our thoughts. Yes. <laughs> Two hours later. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> um, but the, um, so, so there was the iPod. I've, <laughs> this is the iPod I, racing. The iPod. <laughs> Shit. Um, Why did they never throw in their iPods across the room? (laughs) Who can go faster? Who can go farther? Um, All right. So, I Jedi. So, I Jedi was uh, is a is that how Yoda would introduce himself? (laughs) I Jedi. No, wouldn't it be like Jedi? I am. Mm, No, I think I'm right. George Lucas called me earlier today. He says, George, uh, he talks like Yoda. George Lucas, I am. Yoda says it like, I, Jedi. Okay. Good for you, Daniel. <laughs> All right. So, I, I Jedi, your favorite uh, yeah. X-Wing book. <laughs> um, but basically, there, there's so many of these authors that have made these books, and I, Jedi being one of them, is yeah. it's an offshoot of one of the main characters from the X-Wing series. Okay. So... Let me let me up level this back to oh god post Return of the Jedi type <laughs> yeah. discussion, um, but essentially there is a pseudo chronological chronological order that all these books go in. Okay, and all the authors have I don't know if they've coordinated amongst themselves, but they yeah. generally don't write overlapping story overlapping or conflicting storylines. Gotcha, and that's a big that's I think that's a really neat thing is because you can basically read from the moment after the Battle of uh, Endor to shoot like 50 years post um uh 50 years onwards right where han and leia have children they're right. actually named different different children luke uh luke marries and has ch- uh, has a child yeah um so this just this this extension of the universe in in very in my opinion very intriguing book form and what i liked about the x-wing series especially or any of these series is that it highlighted characters that were spoken of very briefly or very briefly introduced in the movies. Gotcha. And exploded those relationships out to so many more characters. So mm-hmm. X-Wing, the main character really is Wedge Antilles. Yeah. Wedge Antilles, 
was part of the original Red Squadron. So yeah. he was one of the only people that survived the, de- the original Death Star trench run. Yeah. Um, and also was responsible for blowing up the second Death Star and returning the Jedi. Right. Um, and he was um, so he was in Red Squadron slash Rogue Squadron in the original trilogy. Right. And then basically this, you know, multi book series came out about just him as a pilot. Yeah. And the, the squadrons that he led. And then like I said the, literally hundreds of books, if, if you count them all, maybe not hundreds, but yeah. a lot. Gotcha. And that's what I really enjoyed reading about them is because it still made sense within the original universe uh-huh. and it's still built upon that base level of knowledge that I had from watching the movies and reading the stuff about the original movies and expanded upon each of them. Got it. Um, so what was wrong with I, Jedi? <laughs> um, I, Jedi was not a part of the X-Wing series. It was this standalone book uh-huh. that that directly tied into the events of one of the X-Wing series books. Gotcha. But didn't was written by a different author, different uh, different author essentially. Gotcha. And um, you don't like that one. I I, I liked it. I liked mm. it enough, but anyways. Uh, Earlier like 5 minutes ago, you were pretty iffy about I Jedi. No, now I, you're backtracking worried that the author will hear this episode. <laughs> yes, just that's, like all <laughs> the people in the world. Like oh man, the, the uh, uh I I was uh, tweeted at by uh you know, Josh Hom uh Homney. Josh Homme? Josh Hom for Queens of the Stone yeah. Age. Josh Hami. Hami? Josh Hami. It's Hami like mommy. Okay. Josh Hami. I was tweet. He tweeted at me. He was like, I fucking hated your Queens of the Stone Age episode. That Daniel's a real douchebag. I almost got very excited that he actually tweeted at you, but I'm glad he didn't. Um, he said um, I'm a douchebag? Kill that guy. Um, so that's just one example. I think the most notable of the books is yeah. the Thrawn series. Yes. And this relates back to our original, uh, uh, back to our, our last episode yes. about the movies is that there's a lot of controversy surrounding the storyline of the sequel trilogy, episodes seven, eight, and soon to be nine, is that it's not featuring the Thrawn trilogy. The, the Thrawn trilogy basically features this rogue warlord and really it brings in every, all, all the major characters. Um, it questions the, you know, questions um, Luke as a, as a um, growing Jedi master right. kind of thing. But I think that was, to me, made me feel really loyal towards the books when the when the sequel trilogy came out because mm-hmm. I was so invested in all these character in all these character uh, uh, timelines. Right. Yeah, because the Thrawn trilogy was the definitive what happens after Return of the Jedi yeah. with. Luke setting up his own Jedi temple, mm-hmm. Princess Leia helping build the Republic again, and Han Solo and Princess Leia having children mm-hmm. and being um, tutored under Luke. Yes. Um, and so we can talk about it later or we could talk about it now because when Disney bought Star Wars, they retconned all of that extended universe. They did. And I remember reading something. Who's the author of the Thrawn trilogy? Timothy Zahn. All right, Timothy Zahn. I remember reading like this kind of heartbreaking quote from him that was like, well, it's what, you know, I always thought it was, was just like, ex- was fan fiction that people adopted and became part of the canon. But, you know, now that Disney's here, it's just became like, 
just fan fiction that I wrote, yeah. which is very sad ultimately. But um, yeah. but so have hasn't Disney? They've released a new book with Thrawn, haven't they? I can't remember. I thought, I, I haven't kept up with it super well. The gotcha. Last few years. So you're more into the older extended universe yeah the legends yes. universe yes um because i think they released a new thrawn book which may it it makes it disappoints me a little bit because yeah. i mean it's a good business move by disney and star wars is gonna continue to make disney billions of dollars but it really i think it seems disingenuous to the last four decades of stuff that has been made up around the original star wars trilogy yeah um, by really dedicated fans. And and I mean, we don't have to stick to the books completely, but that's one thing. So, but really for me, reading the books ex- continued to expand my interest in everything else, yeah. be it Legos or be it all the par- all the Star Wars parodies, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan- before we recorded this episode, Daniel, Daniel and I watched an episode of Family Guy. Yes. And one of my favorite series in- of Family Guy is they uh, parodied the original trilogy mm-hmm. Um, almost scene for scene, right? And I, granted, they did drag on a little bit, but <laughs> what? <laughs> but I think it's hilarious. And Star Wars within itself has become so ubiquitous within, um, kind of our the world's culture, and there's so many references mm-hmm. to it. And once again, Spaceballs being the lampoon of Star Wars, yeah. Star Trek, and all the other kind of, um, and uh, was it Planet of the Apes as well? I think, mm-hmm. um. But it's really become just a pinnacle of what science fiction is and how pervasive it can it can become. Um, Here's a question for you yeah. that we can get into an argument about. Oh boy. Do you think Star Wars is science fiction or fantasy? I don't know. I mean, there's definitely a Boom. fantasy. Boom goes the dynamite. There's a fantasy. I out. win. <laughs> I'm going to tweet at Josh Homme. I'm cool, right? I'm cool. <laughs> Sorry, go um, ahead. I mean, there's definitely a fantasy element to it because of the force. And yeah. Like this all-powerful, like philosophical uh, being or, or force. Yeah. The force. Capital T, capital F. <laughs> How many times do you want to say <laughs> We never repeat ourselves on never. this podcast or stutter uh, or fart. I think, I think the interesting thing is... Um, the intro to every Star Wars movie is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So yeah. this is actually in the past. <laughs> We've come full circle as So a it's race. all time traveling stuff. Yeah. So um, definitely science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> I would <Boom>. say, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I would say it's more fantasy, but let's not get into it. Um, so if I were to come up to you on the street, grab you by your lapels, Rip open your shirt and just ravage you. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Hold Yikes. on. Let's rewind. <laughs> if I were to go see you on the street and just grab you by your lapels and just shake you and say, which Star Wars series book to read besides the Thrawn trilogy and Ooh, the boy. X-Wing series, what should I read? <laughs> <laughs> um, the I'd say the book, um, the book Truce at Bakura, Bakura, Bakura. Okay. Um, is really good. It's immediately following Return of the Jedi. Okay. Um, Truce at back Scott Bakula. Yeah. Quantum Leap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, <laughs> that, uh, Shadows of the Empire, which comes in between um, episodes five and six, or um, 
Is that yeah. a Thrawn trilogy book? No. Interesting. So the Shadows of the Empire, I actually have the book sitting up on my bookshelf. Nice. Um, but that's, uh, it, it basically he details how. to a picture. He actually pointed to a Garfield fat cat three pack <laughs> book. I don't know what he's talking about. Adam, do you even know what Star Wars is? <laughs> Luke Skywalker really likes lasagna, doesn't he? <laughs> and hates Mondays. <laughs> um, I, I'd say one of those two, those two books, because they're both standalone books, gotcha. but they're, um, once it, it Let you dip your toe in the water of the extended universe. Hot as hell. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, So, yeah. So, like I said, the books are one thing. It really expanded the interest into... um, But, yeah. So, I've said this like 12 times already. But beyond the books... Yes. That has really... (laughs) (laughs) I'd say my interest was, was done primarily with the books but okay. in parallel a few of the video games so my video games are very different from your video games <laughs> i don't know what that means but okay um no just in the ones that i've played and because you're a as we've talked about in our video game episodes you are a pc gamer yes because you haven't had a console until whew, gosh Post college, an hour ago or something, <laughs> when you bought your first Xbox, <laughs> I got a, reg- a regular Xbox. Uh, <laughs> it's still working. You got a Dreamcast. Yeah. Uh, Dreamcast. Um, sorry, go ahead. So the, um, but I remember the first Star Wars video game I got was Rebel Assault Two. Mm. It was a pretty mediocre video game. Huh. Um, but once again, it it uh, expanded. It didn't focus on um, any of the original characters. Gotcha. It was just, you were just like a rebel. Pi- I, can't, I just can't remember the plot at all. Oh, my God. Um, Here, I thought he was the biggest fan in the world. I know. I'm sorry. He thought he was hot shit, <laughs> but he's actually cold diarrhea. Uh. <laughs> um, but I remember with Rebel Assault <laughs> Rebel Assault 2, um, it was the first game where I, asked, where I couldn't beat a level. And oh so I asked for... Christmas one year. A game a, shark? No. No. <laughs> I never cheat at video sure. games, Daniel. <laughs> sure. Um, I asked for a joystick. Oh. Yeah. And that, fancy. That helped me beat the level. Played with your joystick for hours and hours. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> <laughs> My magic stick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like that. <laughs> Is that what you call your lightsaber? A magic stick? <laughs> Nobody's really sure what they're called. Laser swords, laser sabers. <laughs> Sword sabers uh, or magic sticks. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, but so we, so I, I, I got the Rebel Assault Two, which is this kind of like pseudo first person shooter. Yeah. Um. It, yeah. I, I actually want to go back and look at like a YouTube clip of what Rebel Assault Two was like because yeah. my memory is probably very different from the, what the actual gameplay right. is. Yeah. You imagine like. All the graphics being like perfectly smooth. Oh, you yeah. You look at it now, it's just like two polygons. Yeah. Like, how did I even play this game? <laughs> um, I also played, I played a lot of X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. Mm. So that was more of like a quote-unquote simulation type gotcha. where you actually like flew in an X-Wing cockpit or a TIE Fighter cockpit. And I remember that very distinctly because it was much more realistic. Like your shields, um, it you know, 
you know, like a TIE fighter could be defeated in two shots. Oh, shit. Um, because TIE fighters don't have shields. Right. And, you know, if you just held the trigger down with your lasers, you know, they'd run out of charge and you oh, have to God. let them recharge. So this it's is like, like perfect for you. You yes. and your diagrams and exactly. workings of the Imperial system and exactly. stuff like that. So, um, so it's that uh, I played. We spoke about in the Civilization episode. We spoke yeah. about Star Wars Rebellion, which was this like pseudo real time, but almost turn based strategy type galactic conquest. Right. Uh, I played the the modern day version of that, which was uh, Empire at War. Right. And then um, Kotor. That's right. the Old Republic. Nice. But once again, like the video games spurred more curiosity mm. into different worlds and different stuff. So it just, it's led me to really appreciate every aspect of the Star Wars universe. Gotcha. Um, and that's why I think, um, why I l- continue to love the movies. Mm. And that's why, like, even though some people poo poo some of the movies, I still like them Yeah, because there's, I I think I can't differentiate as much these days as to like what's just fan service, gotcha, and what is like just stuff that's really moving the plot along. Interesting. Um, I think that's what a sign of like a true fanatic mm-hmm. is. I love the fan service stuff, like <laughs> lo- like Rogue Rogue One. Yeah. Once again, for some reason, people don't like that movie. I love it because I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and it's uh, if we can talk about Rogue One again briefly. Sure. Um. It's like taking the ultimate fan theory of why the fuck would the Death Star, this planet-destroying weapon, have a tiny exhaust port that could ultimately cause a chain reaction to destroy the Death Star. Why would it have such a idiotic design to have that? It turns out it was purposefully designed that way to sabotage the Empire, which was like a huge fan theory since... Star Wars came out. Yeah. Which is yeah. really cool that Disney was like, well, yeah, why the hell would the Death Star have something that right. could do that to it? Um, so, yes, we're talking about the extended universe here. But, like, Rogue- before if when, before Disney came along and authorized the movie Rogue One, mm-hmm. Rogue One would have been considered, it wouldn't have been a movie, it would have been like a book. Right. It would have been an extended universe thing, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool that Disney has, um, with the Mandalorian and the Obi-Wan series yes. coming out and stuff, those are going to be, it's cool that Disney has created this space for other people to make visual Star Wars media like tv shows and movies um rather than kind of keeping them to video games books and things like that so that's what so i'm gonna say this real quick and then i i'd like to get to what i'd consider like wrapping up our discussion about the extended universe yes but um i think my my nerdiest point was when i was collecting star wars trading cards oh nice like it was like the star wars version of pokemon cool and it was awesome do you still have them no do you I, play? I sold them on eBay, actually. How much did you make from it? 150 bucks. Whoa, not yeah, bad. You could for, buy a, a Womp Rat with that. I think I was like, uh, I think I was in like eighth or ninth grade. That's big money right there. Big, big you bought money. bought so much porn and chewing tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Nice. Well, yeah. I'm very sorry you don't have your cards anymore, Adam. I'm a little bit disappointed. I had a, apparently I had a pretty rare card. I actually sold that separately. Oh wow! I had like nice. an original version of Luke Skywalker. Whoa! And uh, I sold that for like twenty five bucks on eBay. Holy shit! Yeah. Bucks. Hey. So yeah, well, one day we'll have to do a Pokemon episode because I never got into Pokemon. Oh really? Never. I like, didn't get into it as much. We need to find someone who was like. Who was or is super into totally. Pokemon? Totally, we should. Listeners out there, if you were, if you were or are, hopefully not still are. <laughs> hey man, Pokemon Go is a thing. That's true. Pokemon Go is a thing. <laughs> Pokemon Ear, which is the Spanish version of Pokemon Go. Ears mm. to go. <laughs> At least Adam explained it for you, troglodytes out there who don't know Spanish. Me, on the other hand, I. Speak it excellent day. <laughs> muy, muy excellent day. Um, um, but yes. So I, I would like to wrap up this is the extended universe. I think there are big things that we didn't talk about or haven't discussed in, in depth, but stuff like the Clone Wars. Yeah. The, the animated series, oh, yeah. which is phenomenal. You're a huge fan of that. I am. And actually, I think I watched, started watching it because you recommended I start watching it. I might have. Or, and I've watched... I've probably watched like the first half of the first season. Yeah. I just, um, I never got into like some other show would kind of like usurp it yeah. and I would try and get back into it, but I need to go back cause I've heard nothing but amazing things about it. And the star Wars rebels yeah. animated show, which is, I guess the Disney, um, and anim- computer animated show that they've made. Um, the clone wars was, so it really fleshes out that period between episodes um, uh, two and episodes three, and it's it gets dark. Like it's an animated series, but it is, there's some it really moves the plot along. There's some really yeah. heavy stuff that happens in there. Huh. But it shows like that, which makes shows like that, which make me excited for it. shows like The Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, makes me really excited for kind of once again all like the future of what the expanded universe for star wars uh will look like yeah um with these feature-length films but also like hbo series level productions totally that uh i think will kind of keep expanding um the kind of the the Star Wars foundation for what we know to be canon, which yeah. I think is really cool because totally. that's that's going to spurn more books. It's going to uh, spurn more spurn. It's going to spawn. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's going to create more opportunities for books and video it's games. Fort more books. Fort yes. <laughs> um, is there any? Because we're kind of this is Star. These Star Wars episodes have been kind of. Lucy Goosey. Um, yeah. Is there any other kind of iHeart Star Wars that you want to talk about? Like in that <sighs> section, we kind of did that with the movies and yeah. stuff. And that the first part one Star Wars episode was kind of, we went off the cuff quite a bit. So is there anything that you want to, you kind of wrapped it up nicely and yeah, here I am I'd extending say- it out because I like to do that because I'm rebel, <laughs> like a rebel for the Star Wars uh, galaxy. And I like order, <laughs> order. <laughs> <laughs> order in the court um i am the senate <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, unlimited power <laughs> zap <laughs> so bad. um i i think 
the iHeart Star Wars comes within the like myriad types of media that yeah. I consume. Media or or just interact. So it's not I don't enjoy just movies. I yeah. enjoy everything surrounding the movies as well. And I think that's pretty indicative. Like I, I bought a book called The Science of Star Wars. So like it really, literally goes through and talks about, all right, what would it take from a from what we know about science right now, what would it take to be to do hyperspace travel or Interesting. that kind of thing. So um, Star Wars, the whole medium it's I mean it's like its own medium pretty yeah. much. It's your comfort food. Yes. For yes. sure. Nice. For sure. Dope as hell. And that yeah. And I think I hide it fairly well in, in the general public. He doesn't. His car it looks like a <laughs> TIE fighter. It even has the wings attached to it. <laughs> I'm so, a real annoyance on the interstate. Yeah. <laughs> Out of my way, I'm a stormtrooper or a <clears throat> imperial pilot. Excuse me. That would be awesome if I put like wings on the side oh, of my Jesus. car. I've got, I've got a white car. I could put. It's almost on Halloween. It. Oh fuck! We forgot to do our Halloween intro. You ready? Spooky passion fruit, spooky passion fruits. What's the spookiest fruit out there? It's obviously a pineapple. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Spooky oh. Passion Fruit. I'm your booberry Daniel. And I'm your strawberry Adam. Jesus. And today we're talking about spooky Star Wars. I like how you preface everything with spooky. It's the spookiest night of the year, October 30th. Uh, yes. So, Star Wars, the extended universe. Yeah. We could talk about Star Wars for years and years and years. We could indeed. But... Um, listeners out there, if you would like to get in touch with us about your feelings about Star Wars and how much you love it, please just drop us a line. We'll give all the social media contacts and emails at the end of this episode. So, haha, you have to keep listening. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to say, Adam? Nope. I think that about, that about wraps it up. Let's do it. Let's get into a recommendation. Um, last time. I recommended that you listen to the Office Ladies podcast yes. and the last podcast on the left podcast. Yes. What did you listen to? I listened to the Office Ladies podcast. Nice. Um, both episodes. Well, uh, the third episode just dropped today, so yes. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it's that. Very yet. good. Um, Rain Wilson is on it. Yes, I, I noticed. Very funny. Um, so I haven't. Uh, but I, I I really enjoy it. I'm curious to see how the podcast evolves because I think their on-air chemistry is just not nearly up to the level that we are. Right. <laughs> it's obvious yeah. that they haven't been doing this a while like <laughs> we have. Yes. Uh, uh, Jenna and Angela, let us know if you want some pointers. <laughs> yeah. We're here for Hopefully you. when we do our episode about The Office, we can have them on because yes. then they'll be like, we know what podcasts are and yes. we wouldn't have to explain it to them because <laughs> podcasts are like radio for the internet. <laughs> um, no, but I, I think there are are, um, I think it's good. I think the potential is there. Yeah. Um, they, they do have a, I think their, their chemistry still just needs to build a little bit more as far yeah. as how they transition between subjects and stuff like that. Not that we ever have any issues with that no. whatsoever. Um, so I forgot to say something about star Wars that I would like to say. Um, I agree. I, I think it's a very funny podcast and it's very interesting to hear some of the stories from when they were filming. Cause they're doing it episode by episode. And I almost kind of wish they would, I don't know, truncate, like, the first season, like, is fine. There's some funny stuff. Yeah. But, like, 
listening to it, I don't know if they would need to go episode by episode. It would because in the third episode, they're kind of they've started to tell some of the same stories that we heard in the first two episodes. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you, um, you think they're going to run out of content? I don't think so. Because I mean, but once they get past certain seasons, like what I would really like to hear would be the episodes about some of the landmark episodes, like the dinner party episode or survivor man episode, (laughs) or I don't know. It will be interesting. Level midnight. Yeah. It will be interesting to see how the podcast evolves. Like you said, yeah. Um, and how long they keep it going because they're 200 over 200 episodes. It's, it's a little bit tough too, because they have an hour long, like a 45 minute to an hour long episode talking about a 20 minute office episode right i think and there's only so much you can unpack right uh especially within kind of a sitcom-esque like a um a multi-camera sitcom right um so if they were if they did maybe like like if the first season was two podcast episodes yeah like the first three show episodes and then the last three that would be interesting again very excited to see where it goes yeah. because i love the office but um Re-listening to it in the car with Katie, she mentioned that. She was like, I don't know. I would like to hear the episodes about like Dinner Party or like yeah. other landmark episodes, but I don't know if I want to go chronologically through it yeah. and listen to it. But I, I also – I will be interested to hear their opinions on some of these episodes because like every episode can't be like, oh, this was, this was an amazing episode. Like there are some right. duds. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, I'd be interested to hear what their perceptions of that are versus – Others now. I do think they have a lot of potential to have because they have Rain Wilson on yeah. this episode, and they, yeah. have, they have a lot of potential to bring on different guests yeah. that will add more flavor to totally. it. Totally, even but, like writers and producers yeah. and creators and actors and actresses and everybody. Once again, Daniel, they're not like us. They we are professionals. Can, yeah, and you know, just there's something about our voices and our <laughs> dynamic that people are like give us more. Just. Daniel and Adam. Yeah, just exactly. Daniel and Adam. Um, just them doing Yoda impressions. <laughs> and laughing. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, good, Adam. I'm glad you yep. listened to it. Um, Last podcast on the left is in my queue, though. You should check it yeah. out. Um, the latest episode was a very funny one. You should listen to that one. Do it. Um, last time you recommended to me the Family Guy episode. Yes. Disney, the reboot. Yes. Which we just watched before recording this. Um, I have such a complicated relationship with Family Guy, Adam. Tell me where it touched you. <laughs> Show <laughs> me on the doll. <laughs> um, there's a Family Guy joke for you. <laughs> so you think that's bad? <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Um, I don't know where like I don't know where the wheels fell off for me for Family Guy. I don't know if it was like college when they brought Family Guy back because I remember when. I started watching Family Guy in high school and it was just the first two or three seasons on DVD because it was just two or three seasons and then they canceled it. And then it came back in 2010 or something. Yeah. And I don't know. It just... Wait, 2010? I thought it was... Maybe earlier. It was in high school. Okay, we were in like high school. 2007 or something. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. A lot of... What you've talked about last week was how, and we can talk about it now, but like Seth MacFarlane, the creator, is back to writing some of the episodes and stuff like that. And some of the jokes, some of the jokes from when they came back to me are just, 
awful and not funny. As, as not necessarily this episode, but correct. Just Sorry, the yeah. past episode. No, 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 no. I just wanted to clarify because yeah. there, there were. I, you, you were, what you were saying is that you're not sure where the wheels fell off. Yeah, for you with Family Guy. And while I found this episode funny, there were definitely some elements where I was like, "Oh, Family Guy might be funny to me mm-hmm. again." It's the almost like bias I have against Family Guy yeah. now, where it's just like been so lampooned so much by South Park, by The Simpsons, mm-hmm. and just like all pop culture, like. Um, I don't know. It's just there are too many jokes they've had previously where it's just like, like there's literally a joke where I think the Simpsons made fun of them one time and they decided like, cause Simpsons and family guy are both on Fox. Right. So family guy created this own, their own little like Fox ad for the Simpsons underneath the, it was like a pop-up ad on their TV, like on their show. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. Quagmire, like it's like Marge there and Quagmire goes and rapes Marge. What? Yeah. And like he sexually assaults Marge. So it's just like, what the fuck? When was that? It was like 2013, okay. 2014 there, maybe. There was, and like I said, you and I talked about this last episode, but there was a solid like at least four to five year period where the show was terrible. Yeah. So- um, like Gray and I talked about this. Yeah. Like you like could not get through an episode. Like it wasn't funny. Yeah. And aside from it not being funny, yeah. It was either gross, yeah, or just wildly inappropriate. Yeah. And that's me saying that and I like South Park. Oh gosh. <laughs> that's Adam saying that and he likes Dave Matthews band. Oh. The most offensive band in the world. <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, last episode of the season, Adam. I gotta get that <laughs> dig in. <laughs> um, but anyway, so but so this past episode, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's. I will probably watch. I will check out another episode of this season. Yeah. And be like, is Adam being idiotic, or is Family Guy good again? <laughs> there is a. Uh, there's one. Have you watched Downton Abbey? No, I've not. Okay. Sorry. Um, there's one that lampoons uh, the um, Downton Abbey. Gotcha. Which is, it's really, it's it's quite funny, actually. Huh. I'll watch all of Downton Abbey, and then I'll watch that Family Guy episode. Um, but I appreciate it, Adam, because frankly, I would not have watched it otherwise. Yeah. So, thanks. What would you like to recommend to me Yes. this episode? Okay, I've got two. One that you can do easily. Okay. The other might take some doing. Okay. All right. Desert Sessions, the side project of Josh Homme, okay. just came out. Their group just came out with an album last Friday. Oh, okay. It is amazing and amazingly weird, and you'll probably hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's so good and just so funny and funky. And we've talked about Desert Sessions, how it's Josh Homme's side project where he gets a bunch of bunch of musicians together to create music just to have fun and the music they create may be the shittiest music they create in the world but at least they got out there and recorded something and put it out so all their songs are they like about tiramisu are they about red velvet cake dessert sessions <laughs> I'm going to punch Adam <laughs> in the gonads. <laughs> yes. Um, pretty good. 
Uh, no, it's all about <laughs> cacti and lizards. <laughs> um, so yeah, check out Desert Sessions and let me know what you think because I would like to hear your opinion on it as a person who doesn't like the weirder Queens of the Stone Age stuff. Um, and then, Adam, we talked about it earlier, but Obsidian, the video game developer yep. company, just came out with a video game called The Outer Worlds. Okay. And it is basically like Fallout New Vegas in space. Oh, cool. And it is awesome. And it is not a huge open world RPG. It is like a pretty well contained open world RPG. So it is much more focused and much more enjoyable as an older video game player to get into it and to okay. start playing it. Ooh, I like that. So the gunplay is amazing. The gameplay is amazing. The gunplay is amazing. You get to slow down time. Um, but it is like you can literally do anything. Like you could um, be like a swashbuckler or a guy who beats the game just by talking and never fighting. Like they wanted it to make it like a classic RPG. Huh. It is really, really good. It's on Game Pass on Xbox One, okay. so you can easily download it and play it. And I would suggest even getting in like an hour or two and just trying it out because it's a lot of fun. Cool. So yeah. The Outer Worlds video game and Desert Sessions, the album. Nice. Yes. Thank you. All right, Adam. All right, Daniel. Oh, God. So this is going to be a little bit of a off-the-wall recommendation, but I just asked you, you said you had not watched Downton Abbey. Correct. Has has Katie, your wife, watched Downton Abbey? <laughs> she is not, and she loves the British stuff. I would highly recommend it. So Sarah and I see. I don't know. Um, I don't know if many people like that. Adam, don't I? Don't think many people like Downton Abbey. I know it's a pretty. <laughs> it's it's a really pretty out there. Show. It's, it's out there. It's raunchy. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like uh, it's the it's the PBS equivalent of a shock jock radio. Right. Yeah. Um. Just Howard bit Stern after bit. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, um, go ahead. <laughs> so Sarah and I literally finished up this series last night. Gotcha. Uh, se- Don't spoil anything, seasons. please. Everyone dies. It's like Game Jesus. of Thrones. It's <laughs> no. like Game of Thrones if it was set in the early in the night in the uh, early twentieth century. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on PBS. Yes. <laughs> PBS so a lot is, of sex. PBS's version of Game of Thrones. A lot of boobs yeah. and penises. <laughs> um, That's what PBS stands for: penis, boobs. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they would appreciate yes, that. Yes, they would. They uh, would love it. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, this, never mind. Um, Continue. This, <laughs> so we just finished it up. Yeah. Um, I surprised myself at how much I enjoyed the series. Nice. Um, and the, it's just, it's incredibly well acted. And the, I was watching an interview with the cast on yeah. the, on YouTube. Uh, and fuck. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Continue, but I'll mention something when uh, you're done. And what they were like, what do you think? They asked the cast, like, what do you think makes this show so appealing? Because quite honestly, like, SNL did, did a, a skit on Downton Abbey yeah. as, since the movie has, uh, has recently been released. And they're like, it's a movie primarily about cleaning. <laughs> um, but literally, literally the premise is about this old, you know, old English manor with this, um, uh, kind of the aristocracy. It's, right. it's an expl- explanation of, or, a, um, uh, exploration into, uh, in, uh British aristocracy and yeah. the working class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and how that's all changed around the turn of the century. Yeah. But anyways, it's 
they they were like it really like the premise is interesting, but you know that there are no big fight scenes. There's yeah. nothing um, uh, like there's and the you're really selling this. I know I really am, <laughs> but the main characters they said we think it's because people still relate to it because it's all about family. Yeah, and the idea that these relationships are built over many decades that the show spans Mm -hmm. and the kind of the intricacies of family life and how they deal with change. It's just really, really fascinating. Interesting. And once again, I, it's beautifully acted. Yeah. Um, you will cry at points. Nah, I never cry. <laughs> uh, and it's strangely addicting. Huh? Yeah. All right. I will check it out. Yeah. Um, so I forgot to mention earlier that I watched a episode, a YouTube episode of Girlfriend Gamer Reviews. Yeah. Um, and I, so I watched the Fallout 76 episode. Mm-hmm. It was funny. It was interesting. There were a lot of cutaways to make some jokes. Yes. Which uh, maybe I need to watch another one to get the flavor of it. Yeah. Again, just getting on YouTube and just being like, <laughs> let's watch a five-minute thing and then we're done. <laughs> just kind of bugs me. <laughs> so maybe I'll watch another one, Adam. Maybe I won't. But as my last as a gift to you for a, the last episode of the season, I watched something on YouTube that you thank recommended. Thank you, Daniel. Aww. <laughs> um, so thank you, everybody, for stopping by and listening to this season one finale. Adam, should we talk about this? Getting sure. into season two? Yeah. So we have just finished season one of Passion Fruits Podcast. Don't miss us too much, guys. Don't miss us too and much. And gals. And gals. We thank you so much for listening. Um, we are going to take a month and a half long break. We will be back January 3rd to discuss something. We are not sure yet. Um, but we'll come out with a couple like mini episodes, maybe some Instagram stories. We may even try and get our podcast up on YouTube. Um, if uh, does we this really mean want. I have to put on clothes? No. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't be on it. We would. It would just be a static screen with our logo. No, um, we have to be filmed. <laughs> Jesus, I want Adam, internet no. fame. <laughs> Go away! I don't want to film you. Um, Paint me like one of your French ladies. <laughs> <laughs> film me like one of your French girls on YouTube. Um, so yeah, we will be officially back January third. But keep an eye out on the feed for some year roundups and maybe some return of some guests and things like that. But Ooh, yeah. we are really looking forward to season two. We're going to um, dive into more subjects that we're not passionate about. We'll have more guests on and yep. try and figure out how they get passionate about something. And we're really just going to come out swinging January 3rd. So Booyah. strap it on and spread it out. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Of course we had to end. <laughs> uh, and on what, Adam? That is a... <laughs> clean joke (laughs) Um, so yes if you want updates constant constant minute by minute updates of Passion Fruits Podcast you can find us on Twitter at here I'm going to cross my fingers so Adam gets the Twitter handle right Passion Fruits P2 holy fuck (laughs) he did it for the last episode of the season Adam got it right finally (laughs) search Passion Fruits Podcast or Passion Fruits P2 on Twitter. Yep. And on Instagram at Passion Fruits Podcast. And we can be emailed at 
passion fruits podcast at gmail.com. Gmail. Um, <laughs> like, good day, mate. Gmail, mate. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you can find Adam on social media at Adam.tay. And I can be found at Dan is in the radio on Twitter and Instagram. Again, don't sell me no blue milk or blue jeans. <laughs> um, thank you again, everybody. We will talk to you in the new year. Goodbye. Bye. What's a Star Wars by? How do you say by in Star Wars? Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> We'll be right